Chaotic Nonsense features adult and potentially triggering themes surrounding true crime, history, the paranormal, and whatever else we want to talk about. Descriptions of violence and curse words are abundant. Please, for the love of Brando Sando, do not let your children listen and heed our trigger warnings located at the beginning of each episode and in the show notes. Keep yourself and your loved ones safe. We love you. Today's episode is brought to you by that one guy on Reddit who got really upset when I told him he needed more therapy. He's not paying us. We just really like him. Cool, so I'm Scoot. I'm Della. And this is Chaotic Chaotic Nonsense. (laughs) Are we ever going to get that right? I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure that I care. All right. (laughs) So, let's see. What is today's fun fact? Today's fun fact is that Elmo, the, uh, you know, the Just, Muppet yeah. slash, yeah, he, um, he once testified before Congress for music education. I think financing. I knew that. Yeah, he went, they, like, they took him, and, like, they had somebody, like, sitting behind him, and, like, holding him up, and, and testifying in Elmo voice. That's so cute. I think I knew that. Isn't that adorable? That's super cute. That's almost as good as as Mr. Rogers testifying. Mr. Rogers was hardcore. Dog, he's the craziest Baptist you've ever fucking meet. That's true. One of the only good Baptists. I'm not taking that comment back. Fuck Baptists. Um, so. What's up? <laughs> it's week three, right? Yes. Which means it is conspiracy theory time. Which I think is probably going to be my favorite one. Uh, I know you're excited about this one because we talked about it, and B is excited about this one too. I can't wait because it's absolutely goddamn bonkers. All right, what do we got? Today's conspiracy theory is Shakespeare did not actually exist. I was so excited for this one. I'm glad we're finally doing it. I know. Because, right? okay, so I just, okay, I just watched royal opera houses romeo and juliet ballet that they're doing oh so like is it pretty it's oh it's beautiful it's beautiful Mm -hmm. um sleeping beauty is up now but it was really good nice awesome so uh the thing about this conspiracy theory is it's kind of it's a little bit strange as yeah fucking bonkers as far as conspiracy theories goes because part of it is the idea that shakespeare as a human being didn't exist like there was never anyone named yeah i feel like i i feel like i know about a theory where it's a collection of writers who pin under shakespeare's name kind of and then the other theory is that he the other end of it is he did exist as a human being but he wasn't actually like shakespeare so let's get into what we do know like there's documentation to back it up now there's of course we can't do anything of this century so we're still back in like the 1500s so there's still not a lot of documentation about 
who people were and how they operated. But what we do know based off of research is that someone by the name of William Shakespeare was baptized on the 26th of April, 1564. Apparently back in the 1500s, they didn't give a shit when you were born. It was all about when you were baptized. So, Well, that's when you're born know. again through Christ, so... <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> Hail Mary, full of grace. Um, <laughs> so, somebody by that name was baptized. Um, and he that person was a Glover's son from Stratford-on-Avon, which is about 80-some-odd miles outside of London. It was like a little market village. Like, there was really not shit there. I still don't think there's a lot there. I did look it up, though, because I was like, where the fuck is this? We could go there and stay for, like, 160 bucks a night in a five-star hotel. Not bad. So, just just remember that. If we ever go over there, I want to go and stay there. Um, he eventually married someone by the, na- by the name of Anne Hathaway. Yeah, there's a conspiracy theory about that, too, where they're vampires or something, and they're oh still my God. alive. I was gonna ask you about that. That's the immortal theory, and yeah. it's a whole list of, like, famous Like, Keanu people. Reeves is Keanu on there. Keanu Reeves, yes, and I think, like, Kevin Bacon and, like, and Anne Hathaway is one of those people. Yeah. Like, it's, that's one of my favorite, I wouldn't even consider that a conspiracy theory, that's more just, like, a tumblr meme war yeah and like um actually this could have happened because they're all insane and i'd like to believe that keanu reeves will never die so i'm not even gonna give that the title of conspiracy theory anyway (laughs) back on topic i do have an argument for why shakespeare was real we'll get to that at the end okay hold on to that okay all right him and Anne Hathaway, they fathered three children. Um, the youngest of two were actually twins. And those twins were baptized on the 2nd of February in 1585. So he would have been, like, a little over 20 years old. He would have been, like, 21 or something when the second ones were baptized. I don't know how old they were when they were baptized. I right. assume that they were babies. But he was popping out kids pretty early. Um, after their they were baptized there's nothing about him until 1592 oh wow so quite a while so right so when he's like almost 30 or 30 years old that's that's when he first popped back up on the radar um and these are colloquial colloquialisms with a y that word with a y colloquially those are referred to as the lost years where nobody knows what was happening now during his life he wrote um 39 plays, 154 sonnets, two long narrative poems, and a few other verses. Um, He was part owner of a playing company, which is basically just like like a traveling band of bards Mm -hmm. that would go and like set up and and do something on stage. What Lady DeMoppin would have been part of? Yeah, (laughs) basically. If she would have been born like, what, 100 years earlier? Earlier, yeah. So... He was definitely, somebody by the name of Shakespeare was definitely part owner in that. Um, now, he, he did publish a few works while he was alive under the name William Shakespeare, but the majority of his works were actually um, were actually published uh, after he died by friends of his. Who, okay. The majority of his friends were other playwrights and actors and things like that. We're pretty sure that he his place started being published around 1592. And he died in on the 23rd of April, 1616. No one knows exactly how he died, but I mean, he was, you know, 
pretty old for that time. So I guess we can assume that he was just yeah. Um, Now the (laughs) the epitaph (laughs) on his grave cracks me up, and I almost want it on mine, but I'm leaning more towards just the very simple and easy go fuck yourself. But his grave. His grave reads, Good friend, for Jesus' sake forbear to dig the dust enclosed here. Blessed be the man that spares these stones, and cursed be he that moves my bones. <laughs> That's okay. Grave rob me, I dare you. I will not end up like <laughs> Thomas Paine. Got it. <laughs> Thomas Paine should have, he should have taken a book, taken a book out of, <laughs> out of Shakespeare. Maybe, maybe we would know where his bones were. Shakespeare. God damn it. I want to know. <laughs> all right. So that that's all the information that we know for sure about the man named William Shakespeare. Now, there are two separate theories in the conspiracy theory of Shakespeare didn't actually exist. Okay. The first one started in 1781. So he died in um, 1616. So this is like... Over 150 years. years, Yeah, 150 years. since he died. And that was a man named Wilmot, which he was a reverend and a literary scholar. He decided that he wanted to write a biography about William Shakespeare. Okay. Um, He visited the hometown of Stratford, and he couldn't find anything that William had ever written on. Uh, He couldn't find any mail, no scribbles in books or anything. So... Being the total smarty pants that Wilmot was, he decided how the fuck could a famous playwright not leave any paper trail? Obviously, he didn't write anything, and he probably couldn't even read either. This was 150 years in the future. They didn't they didn't keep shit like that. Like, what do you know? It's not like you can't just type it into John Google. Right. Like they didn't they didn't hold on to your random textbooks 150 years later that you scribbled in. Right. Um. And obviously that means that he couldn't even fucking read. God damn, this dude's so stupid. I hate him. Um, this <laughs> this is called the anti Stratfordian Stratford. Yeah, that's okay. the name of this theory, right? Okay, the first one of the conspiracy theories. So the basis is, how could a poor Glover's son possibly write all of these famous plays and make up his own words and be a master of prose and all of that without an education um it's easy he just had a knack for it i mean people do it all the time i mean obviously poor people can't be smart and they don't know oh shit. that's right like yeah. come on what are you talking what, about what was it obviously, that politi- poor people what are- was it that politician said that um the poor kids are almost as smart as the white ones <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I I hate everyone. Please don't. I'm not okay, I'm not I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. We're going back to Shakespeare not existing. So, other questions that he brought up was how could he know the ways of the court? How could he know about laws? That type of stuff. Obviously, you have no idea in 16 uh, 1500 England how anything works. Like they just pulled freaking swords out of the middle of the lake and that's how they got their king there's no, there's no way that you could possibly know anything the issue with this line of thinking is that he did go to school for some yeah. time frame like even back then they sent children to school like they didn't 
go to school like we go like go every single day right. for like eight hours or whatever but they still had classes they still learned to read and write even the poor kids yeah. most of the time now um the taming of the shrew which is one of his earliest comedies it references the same latin grammar book that the Stratford Free School used at that time in history. So, like, he literally says, hey, I read this book yeah. in school. Jesus Christ. There's only six authenticated documents in which Shakespeare actually signed his own name, and there's no manuscripts that have been definitively proven to be in his own handwriting. But the issue with this is that his signatures are typically barely legible, and they contain multiple yeah. variant uh, spellings of his name personally i like to think that he's just a, he was just a huge fucking troll and he was just either misspelling on purpose or he just didn't give a shit i mean the man wrote literally exit pursued yeah. by a bear like you yeah. cannot tell me he was not he a wrote a whole play troll, about so. the vagina much ado about nothing that's <laughs> Nothing, nothing was slang for the vagina back then. He wrote an entire play about it. He, and he made it all up. He made all the words up. I just, I can't. He was a giant troll. That's, yeah, that's like, my basis. They're like, I can't find anything in his handwriting. Well, maybe he had, he was doing like dictation. You know what I mean? Maybe he had somebody who would write it for him as he paced and walked and talked. Or maybe it was the middle of the 1500s and nobody kept shit like that around. That too that too like i don't just the, this thinking doesn't even and this it it makes me even matter because this story might not have even happened it might not have even happened like the wilmot story no way to know if it really happened because wilmot never yeah. talked about it to anyone uh his friend james Corton cowell he did a lecture on it in 1805 however the lecture notes and information weren't even found until 1931, and they didn't use the right language for the uh, early 1800s. What? <laughs> yes. So this whole thing, this whole idea, nobody knows where it came from, for one, and nobody knows if it actually, like, happened. It's just this idea that's just, they've stuck to it, and obviously he didn't obviously. exist. So, the second part of this, the second theory, along, uh, along with the anti-Stratfordian whatever theory, is in 1857, a woman named Delilah, Delia, I'm sorry, yeah. like the clothes company, Delia Bacon and William H. Smith, they both wrote books in that year that, that claimed that Shakespeare's work was actually written by a Francis Bacon who was no relation to Delia Bacon. Or, you know, Kevin Bacon, but I like to think that they're all related because yeah. they're all ridiculous. Francis Bacon was an English philosopher and a statesman. Uh, they, I've heard his name. Yeah, they claim that his writing was similar and that he left ciphers and clues within the within the works. Zodiac Killer. <laughs> He's a Zodiac Killer. It's Ted Cruz. Oh my God, Ted Cruz is immortal. <laughs> Oh no! No! That can't happen! We have to stop that. The we Church to... of Scientology got him. Oh god. Alright. So, <laughs> there is an obscure Latin word that is found in Love's Labor's Lost. And this word, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try, okay, but remember that this is the Latin language. Nobody actually speaks this anymore. Nobody even reads it. I don't know why it still exists. So just keep that in mind while I bumble through this word. 
You made Honor so many linguists mad just now. I don't care. <laughs> don't give a shit. All right. So the word is honorificabilitudinitatibus. Expicalidocious. Yes. Expicalidocious. <laughs> Their claim that this word is an anagram of high ludi f baconis nati tuti orbi. Which translates... Did you just cast a spell on me? Listen, I feel like I said Cardi B's real name and, like, my <laughs> furniture is going to start flying around the room. Apparently, this translates as these plays, the offspring of F. Bacon, are preserved for the world. Couple of problems with this, okay? First of all, Baconis, really? That's the word? That's the, yeah. the part of that? Baconis? Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? That's not even the Latin word for bacon, the Latin word for bacon is lardum. So, like, what do you... What? None of this makes any sense. <sighs> Apparently, they are very, very convincing writers. I will not buy their books. I will not read them. However, some very famous people did read them, and they totally bought into the bullshit. So, here's a list of famous people... That believed that Shakespeare wasn't believed, real? Completely believed in Delia Bacon and the other dude, William, whatever. Helen Keller. Okay. Orson Welles. Which, Orson Welles was a little bit kooky, so... Yeah, he was... He gets a pass. He gets a pass. Charlie Chaplin, who was a pedophile. Okay. Or whatever you call people who marry their 13-year-old cousins. Uh, Sigmund Freud, which well, we all Sigmund know... Well, Sigmund Freud was a quack anyway. Which we all know his ideas are never the best ones. No. Mark Twain. Mark okay. Twain actually wrote his own book about this which again i i will not read or purchase and uh the last one makes me very sad and it's it's fucking malcolm x oh i was gonna say anne hathaway no (laughs) goddamn malcolm x malcolm x is quoted as saying quote if he existed why didn't king james use him end quote and i have i have i have very good reasons for why king james would not use him um shakespeare ain't want him to that's it. Take that, Malcolm X. Uh, the man wrote whole sonnets about vaginas. He doesn't. He doesn't want to be used. Yeah. By King James to freaking. That's I mean, like King, getting. King, that's like King, asking Weird Owl to write a political slogan for Trump. Right. <laughs> and like King James didn't even pull out the sword out of the fucking lake, so he didn't even have the lake lady witch backing him up. So nah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Apparently, a dude <laughs> at some point built a cipher machine. Oh, okay. And he ran all the plays through it and claimed it told him that there was a box that was submerged in a river. A box that in a told river. told the truth, right? So now we're, now we're going like, like Jack Sparrow levels into this insaneness, right? I they went Charger to the river. And Shakespeare's inside it. <laughs> they went to this river they went to the spot that the cipher told them to and they ain't find shit of course they didn't there ain't shit there so the theory that delia came up with is that somebody found the box already and didn't record it right no her theory is that shakespeare was just some mediocre actor and he was paid he paid uh someone smarter to use his name right which don't you think that someone that they would have came out like when he died and been like hey all those plays that have been publicized and that y'all really like yeah actually 
that was me. Here's the record where he paid it for me. No, that's too smart, obviously. And and on top of that, if he were just a mediocre actor, where would he get the money to pay someone? Right? That was my literally my next bullet point. Where did the money come from to pay someone to write? Like, I would assume... Like, uh, me as a writer, I know what my content writing is worth. Okay? Right. I know that it's good, and I know what it's worth. Yeah. How would someone who wrote freaking uh, uh, Romeo and Juliet not be like, hey, uh, yeah, if you want to put your name on this, you're going to have to pay me, like, a boatload of goddamn money. Like, right? And be like, like, it'd be like, be going, hey, Scoot, I need you to write this sonnet for me. And you go, okay. And I go, here's 20 bucks. And you go, okay. And you right. write it. And then you see that that sonnet that you wrote for me. I made $200,000 off of it. And that got 20 bucks. Yeah. And then like, I go, hey, Scoop, I need you to write me another sonnet. Here's another and 20 I'm bucks. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. I'm like, cool, I'll do that. No, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's like, it's like we're on Fiverr, you know? Like, right. No. Okay. Anyway, so their, their idea of who this possibly could have been who wrote all of these plays and the sonnets and everything the first idea that they have is edward de vere who was the earl the earl of oxford why would an earl use so like this doesn't make sense the second one is even more ridiculous uh and that's queen elizabeth queen queen elizabeth wrote everything that's what they claim that's one of the three people that they claim so how did why do they think she wrote it no idea. They just claimed that it could possibly be her. Um, the second one was a rival playwright to Shakespeare, and his name is Christopher Marlowe. The so most information about why they think Christopher Marlowe did it, but there's a lot of information as why he couldn't have fucking done it. So he yeah why may, would <laughs> why would a rival play like it's, it's like my brain is busting out of my skull. First of all, Christopher Marlowe, he may have also been a spy. No one's quite sure on those details, which I mean, unless you're Bucky Barnes or Natasha Romanoff or Clint Barton, you kind of don't want people to know that you're right. a spy. So, yeah, I, I get that. Um, and some there's some conspiracy theories surrounding him that claim that he faked his own death. He was possibly born around the same year as Shakespeare. But the records say that he died in 1593, which we know that the like the lost years lasted until 1592. Yeah. So uh, how would he possibly do all of this within a year? You know what I mean? He's listed as an inspiration to Shakespeare, and the the basis, one of the bases for him have been Shakespeare is uh-huh. that his works sound similar. His work sounds similar. Yeah. That's like how much I love Douglas Adams. And if I write a book that sounds similar to Douglas Adams, obviously Douglas Adams never existed. Right. Right, right, right. So what you're saying... He by could this... not have written Doctor Who episodes. There's no way. By this because logic, everybody I who went like uh, Cal Arts just invalidates the person before them. Exactly. No one can be an inspiration or sound like anyone else. Everything has to be an original work. The Beatles just, never existed. Just just go fuck yourself, Delia. God damn it. Okay. Go start a <sighs> mediocre clothing company. <laughs> Does that thing still exist? Do they still send out those little booklets, I wonder? I think they I became kinda... icing. Ew. That's gross. I think. But I kind of want to go back in time and buy all of their clothes and then bring them back here and wear them now that's kind of what i want to do but 
you're staring at me like I'm the biggest fucking idiot, but yeah. I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> like, um, jumping back to 1987. Okay. Justices John Paul Stevens, William Brennan, and Harry Blackmun, they held a mock trial on the authorship question. Okay. So, first of all, I don't trust John Paul Stevens because he's got two first, two first names. He's yeah, or he, three he, first names. Right. I don't, I don't trust you. You, you can't. You're automatically like off my books. All right. So... This is what Steven said during this mock trial. Quote, where are the books? You can't be a scholar of that depth and not have any books in your home. He never had any correspondence with his contemporaries. He never was shown to be present at any major event, the coronation of James, or any of that stuff. I think the evidence that he was not the author is beyond a reasonable doubt. End quote. Okay, let me tear this son of a bitch apart. Please do. Okay. So, first of all... It's 1987. The man died in 1616. How you know he ain't had books? Second of all, the man owned a traveling playing company. Right. Why would he keep all of his books in his house? Exactly. Okay. Third of all, he definitely had correspondence with his contemporaries. Just because there aren't any written records of it and the paper didn't stand up since 1616 means that it didn't that doesn't mean that it happened and i can prove that he did have some type of correspondence at the end of this episode i will prove that (laughs) i don't know what number i'm on fourth of all why would he want to show up at all these major events he wouldn't the man traveled around with all of his bumbling group of actor idiots why would he want to come out to the coronation of this stupid ass king and his yeah and his whole job is making fun of monarchs seriously why would he why would he come and fifth of all maybe he just wanted to fucking write my dude yeah maybe that's all he wanted to do he wanted to write and act and travel along the wilds of england doing whatever he wanted i don't blame him that's the life. Why would he want to do all of this shit? Maybe he was actually an introvert. Maybe all he did was write and act. And then he just, everybody else leave me alone. I mean, it's not, that's not outside of the realm of possibilities. Like, there's tons of actors and yeah. other entertainers out there who have some, like, Chris Evans has major anxiety. Like, social anxiety. So does Beyonce. And they still go out there and do yeah. their play shit. So, why couldn't he have just been a fucking introvert and uh, didn't want to deal with any of you people? Anyway, back on topic. Um, there's a movie called Anonymous that claims it was the Earl. Now, this movie was, I want to say it was like the early 2000s or something. Like, it's not, it wasn't that long ago that it was made. There is a trust that's called the Shakespearean Authorship Trust, and it's a society that's been around since 1922. Mm -hmm. The current chairman is actor Mark Rylance, who I think that that's the dude who was in, what's it called, August Run or whatever. He's like an Irish dude, but the fellow, um, I think he's also an actor, his name is Derek Jacoby. Both of them them are in the authorship trust, and they both appear in Anonymous. So, like, you can't tell me that it's not, like, like you're pushing an agenda. Yeah. Come on, my dude. Professional opinions. The only goddamn opinions we give a shit about in this house. Okay? <laughs> Professional opinions. A former Shakespeare professor, Stephen Marsh, he wrote, quote, The idea has roughly the same currency as the fake moon landing does among astronauts, end quote. 
basically saying y'all are all fucking insane yeah. and believe in chemtrails. They're now, turning the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, scholar Irvin Mattis wrote, quote, There is more about Shakespeare in contemporary materials than about most others in the English Renaissance theater, end quote. Which is true. Since his plays were publicized, they have been through, especially English literature and yeah. anything English, they're, they're everywhere. Like, you can't get away from it. There's tons of references to him as a writer, an actor, a playwright, and a member of yeah. his playing troupe, which was called, first called the Lord Chamberlain's Men, and then changed their name to the King's Men, which I think is hilarious, because obviously he ain't gonna see the king! <laughs> but there's, like I said before, there was written correspondence. Yeah. Like, there are written references to this human being as his name, not as anything else. And his name was literally written on his plays. Yeah. Like, it's there, written by William Shakespeare. In order for any of those people to have written them, the dates that they were written, the plays themselves and the sonnets and everything, the dates would have had to have been changed. It, the timeline does not add up. Even if we factor in the lost years, maybe he was sitting on some of them. The timeline for any of those people that I mentioned... Marlowe, Queen Elizabeth, the freaking Earl. The timelines for where they were, what they were doing, when they were alive, when they died, none of them match. Right. None of them. It makes right. zero sense. Chris Marlowe, like I said before, he died in 1593, quote unquote, supposedly. Yeah. Um, so 33 more works were written and then performed after, after. including the most famous ones. Yeah. They were all done after 1593, right? Edward de Vere, who was the Earl, he died in 1604, the same year that Shakespeare most likely wrote King Lear, and well before he most likely wrote both The Winter's Tale and The Tempest. So some of his most famous, influential pieces were written the year that this dude died. Yeah, there's no way. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so... This conspiracy theory, right, it has, it's like the equivalent of the blueprint being secretly written in, like, 1961 by somebody who wasn't Jay-Z. Right. That's, that's how much sense all of this makes. Zero. Nobody other than Jay-Z wrote the blueprint. It's like, right? <laughs> there's the an great, episode of One of the greatest rappers inexistent he wrote it and he definitely ain't write it in fucking 1961 so <laughs> there's an episode of what we do in the shadows where the vampires go up on stage for open mic night and they're playing all these hits like um bermuda bahama yeah. that one and like all these other like songs that they quote unquote wrote back in like 13 bumfuck whenever and all the crowd is singing along and they're like, how do they know these songs? We wrote them forever ago and now are just now performing them. This is so goddamn stupid. <laughs> That's, That's what this exactly reminds me like of. This. That's exactly what this reminds like me like this. God damn it. All right. So 1598, a man named uh, Francis Mayers. I don't know if I said that right. His last name is spelled M-E-A-R-E-S. So Mayers, Mayris, something like that. He was a writer. 
and he named Shakespeare as a playwright and a poet in um, his Polydus Tamia. So he refers to him as one of the authors by whom, quote, the English tongue is mightily enriched, quote. Yeah. And he names 12 plays that were written by Shakespeare, including Love's Labors 1, which has been lost. We don't yeah. have... We don't ha- we don't know what the play was about or anything, but that one was named in 1598, yeah. right, by this other writer. Now, um, documentary evidence for Shakespeare's authorship, including the title pages, testimony by other the contemporary poets and historians, and all the official records, are the same for that of any other author in at that this ti- time. Yeah, in that time frame, right? So, like, I feel like. Even back in, like, the 1800s, they were looking for things that just did not exist. They yeah. didn't happen at that time, you And know? they couldn't, like, wrap their heads around it. <laughs> right. They were looking at things from, like, a more modern perspective. And you're looking for all of this evidence, not thinking about, at the time, that type of evidence, it wasn't kept or held onto. It just wasn't. People were worried about what they were going to fucking eat and if their, their garden outside their cucumbers were going to last right. through the next frost. Like, they didn't... You know, the only thing that they cared about was when the king's men were going to come by yeah, and perform taxes, another play. Yeah. Right. Or if freaking the sheriff of Nottingham was going to come down and beat their ass for not paying enough taxes or when Robin Hood was going to come back. Like, they weren't worried yeah. about any of this stuff. Now, I told you that I was going to prove that he had correspondence with other contemporaries. Yes, you did. There were eulogies printed after he died by other poets from his time printed eulogies these people knew him enough yeah to write out a eulogy after he died and have it printed so yeah and you're telling me he never talked to nobody because he didn't exist yeah obviously he didn't exist even though all these people wrote about him all the time and that's it that's all i got that's the conspiracy theory oh my proof i've got my proof Go ahead. he was in an episode of doctor who <laughs> And what a good episode that was. It was a really good episode. Oh my god, that was a good episode. I liked, I don't really like Martha, but I liked her in that episode. You know, I, my thing with Doctor Who is the reason that I fell off of it so much. Like, I watched Nine is Forever My Doctor. If you skip Nine, mm-hmm. like, I will seriously come to your house and pee in all your shoes. Oh, Nine don't is do the, that. Nine is, yeah. Nine is the best. Um, He's my favorite. I stopped after like the first season of 11 and the reason that i stopped is because first of all they didn't have the same writers right you don't have douglas adams you don't have i think neil gaiman did some work on it and then you don't have uh what's the dude that started with an m i can't remember his name but you, you don't have him anymore right so that means that there's no more of those like um monster of the week episodes like the shakespeare episode was and like the episode where he went with rose um way back in time like there's no more of those types of episodes those are my favorite episodes i hate shows like doctor who or supernatural or any of those types of shows where they start out having such a good thing of like the monster of the week and like it's so fun and it's so interesting and then they start and then it becomes like this heavy plot right they start trying to tie in a plot to like the entire season and all of a sudden all the side plots just get like lost so there's no more monster of the week like i fucking hate that shit Sorry, that was a that was a side sidebar. We'll probably side cut most of that. I don't know. I kind of enjoy it. I want people to know that I hate things. 
I keep that in there? Maybe we can spur on the freaking Doctor Who writers to stop being... Unlikely. I, I do need to watch the newest. I do need to watch the newest, though, just because it's a lady and I love it. Alright, any more any more opinions, thoughts, comments, concerns no, about these people so. that I are don't... obviously insane? No, I don't I don't think so. I mean they're crazy. I did learn um this is related to the time period but not the topic. Yeah. That uh medieval peasants, quote unquote, you know, everybody thinks of their food as being like bland gruel and like boiled too no. tough mutton and shit. They no. basically had curry because, like, their front garden was herbs. It was all just herbs. Yeah, that's what people, like, where do you think all the, the the modern day witch shit came from of, like, plant rosemary by your garden gate? Like, where do you think all the come from? They couldn't hop down to the store and buy some goddamn cilantro. I'm going to the Winn-Dixie. You need anything, kids? The Piggly Wiggly. The Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> gonna go down there and get me some time no they grew it outside of their house and like okay don't get me wrong english food sometimes is not the most flavorful flavorful but they did this mayonnaise have shit. is too spicy <laughs> they, the cilantro <laughs> tastes like soap they did have shit like thyme and rosemary and shit like that okay back to the topic uh i think that's it that's it that's all i got that's so, all i got sign off all right Sign off is, life isn't fair, so make it that way. Do your duty. Especially right now with all the shit yeah, where you're fucking masked. For sure. Scooby-Doo ending. <laughs> <laughs>